0: The Christmas gifts beneath God's tree. Today, the gift of joy. Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Dear friends in Christ, whose birth that Christmas angel described as good tidings of great joy, Philippians is a remarkable letter, remarkable first in its setting. When the Apostle Paul wrote Philippians, he was not lounging beside a fireplace or sipping hot cocoa or admiring a beautifully decorated Christmas tree. He was in prison because of his Christian faith. I am in chains for Christ, he said, Philippians one thirteen. Philippians is also remarkable because of its purpose. As unjust and painful as all circumstances were, still he did not write a self-serving, oh, poor me, letter to the Philippians filled with complaints. Instead, his concern was for the Philippians, whom he urged on in love and faith and fellowship, actually telling them that that they should rejoice and they should not be anxious about anything, though he was the one in prison. Most of all, Philippians is remarkable because of its joyful tone. Though writing from prison and though uncertain of his future, living or dying, still, Paul used the words joy, rejoice, cheer, glad, 19 times. Amid the happiest hours of your life, have you ever used the words joy, rejoice, cheer, be glad 19 times in a single letter, even a Christmas letter? Paul did, and he was writing from prison. December 18th, and Christmas is just one week away. Do you feel joyful? Or do you feel perhaps more like a prison? Not a literal prisoner, of course, but a prisoner of personal circumstances. Depression can feel like a prison. Debt can feel like a prison. Injury, illness can feel like a prison. A COVID quarantine can feel like a prison. I can only imagine Paul's circumstances the many times in which he was imprisoned, hungry and thirsty and ridiculed and beaten and bleeding and uncertain if he would live or if he would die. And yet it is clear from this letter to the Philippians that the Apostle Paul found joy and found freedom long before he was released from that prison. And he found it in Christ. And in these few verses of this remarkable letter, Paul tells us how to find true joy and how to keep it. First, he said, find your joy in Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul said, and in Greek, this is a very emphatic verse translated more literally. Go on rejoicing in the Lord at all times or said a different way. Never stop rejoicing in the Lord at any time. It's almost as if Paul wrote these words in big, bold capital letters and then italicized and underlined them and then followed them with a long row of exclamation points. Rejoice in the Lord always, he said. What? Do what? Rejoice in the Lord amid this crazed and chaotic world. Rejoice in the Lord with all these problems in my life. Did I hear you correctly, Paul? Well, yes, you did. In fact, Paul seemed to have anticipated that question and that objection because he used the word rejoice twice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, he said. Rejoice. What a message of joy. How many electrical appliances do you think you have in your home? Refrigerator? microwave, washer, dryer, hair dryer, fan, and so on. Would you expect any one of those appliances to work if it were not plugged into a power source? The same is true of living a joyful life. To find joy and to keep joy, we have to be plugged in by faith to the right power source, to an infinite power source of infinite joy. And that source is none other than Jesus who said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that includes living a joyful life. The problem is that far too often we base our joy on personal circumstances, right? The size of our bank account, the time of year the number of thumbs up or likes on our Facebook page. But what happens when the circumstances change? Because they always change. And they change because everything earthly changes. The weather, relationships, governments, and plans. That's precisely why Paul urged us to find our joy in Jesus, because he never changes. And when our joy is based in Christ. We always have someone and something to rejoice about. Second, Paul said, find your joy in the nearness of Christ. Philippians 4 verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. He said, the Lord is near. Now that word gentleness is interesting too, because it includes the ideas of patience, forbearance, kindness, consideration, selflessness. In other words, the very opposite of that so-called Christmas spirit that we see on display this time of year. Mobs of fanatical shoppers swooping up the best bargains and snatching the last items and claiming the best parking spaces and heaven help anyone who gets in their way. Frankly, There is no faster way to lose your joy than to dwell upon what someone else did to you or said to you or took from you. However, when our focus is on the Lord, instead of our personal injustices and personal circumstances, you and I can afford to be patient. We can afford to be generous with others because the Lord is near, Paul said. What did he mean by the Lord is near? He may have meant the second coming of Jesus when he will right every wrong. He may have meant the nearness of Christ to us personally every hour of every day, but regardless, both of those are true. And both of those should fill us with joy and with patience. And this time of year, especially, both of of those should move us to say, I'm not going to let this upset me. I'm not going to let this rob me of my joy. I'm not going to let my desire to get even control me because the Lord is near and he will heal all my hurts. When we approach our problems that way and our adversities that way, we are doing what Paul said. We are letting our gentleness be evident and we are showing the world how near and dear our Savior is. And finally, find your joy by giving your worries to Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 4.6, and I have to admit, this is one of my favorite verses, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. The word for anxious there really means to be double-minded, to be of two minds, to be torn in different directions. Oh, what if this happens? Or what if that happens? What do I do next? You may know this from personal experience. This is the very word that Jesus used of Martha in Luke ten forty one when he said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about so many things. So I wonder, a week before Christmas, is your mind torn in multiple directions? Are you worried and upset about many different things? Are you worried, upset about personal or national or global circumstances? Are you worried about friends and family, even school? Are you worried about health? Are you worried that the old clunker might break down? Or are you worried about the coronavirus? Can I tell you something? God never said, give me some of your worries and you keep the rest. God never said, you take care of your worries Monday through Friday and I'll cover the weekend. God never said any of those things. What did he say? God said, I don't want you to be anxious at all. Period. Am I wrong? Well, what did Paul say? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When you and I do that, when we heed the Savior's invitation, when we come to him and say, Lord, here are those problems and worries. I I just can't carry them anymore. What happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a change that is. When we rejoice in the Lord, we change. We go from being prisoners of circumstance to being people set free by the knowledge that it is the Lord himself who is standing guard over our peace of heart and peace of mind. Paul says, amid all the hardships of his life when he was imprisoned and chained and hungry and thirsty and beaten and bleeding and not knowing if he would live or die, Paul did not see the Roman soldiers standing guard over him. For Paul, Jesus, was standing guard. And that's what allowed this prisoner to be a proclaimer of joy. Where do we find joy? How do we hold on to it? The answer is Jesus. Listen once more to these beautiful words. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that, dear friends, is how to have a Merry Christmas every day of the year. Amen. We close with hymn 87, stanzas one and two. 87, stanzas one and two.